0: Previously on Film Code, Nathan Streak has gotten out of hand as he now leads the guys with seven points as he once again cracked the code. Just based on the hints given, I I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna give this a straight shot and say it's
1: Saving Private Ryan because it is based off a true story, uh, real events. It is a tragedy. And it was nominated for Best Picture and it came out in 1998. So I'm gonna go with Saving Private Ryan.
0: Yeah, but the closest thing that I can think of is a movie that came out in 1993. I, I think we would definitely agree that, uh, based on a real life event, that this was a tragedy. Uh, that So I'm going with Spielberg's
2: Schindler's List. I'm gonna say Nick picked the movie that he knows. Um, and that movie would be, uh, Apollo 13. Okay.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You gotta be kidding me. Let's go.
0: All right. This week, the guys get a chance to catch up
2: as Nathan presents a new code word. So my code word was color. My first clue was it was from 2000 to 2010, that decade second clue was it involved two actors who played iconic lead characters in a television show Um, so that was very wordy but and then clue three is it involves someone who is tied to three big movie franchises will anyone be able to catch up to Nathan plus the guys
0: discuss their very best first watches of 2020 and a review of the 2020 film, my Rainey's Black Bottom. All that and more on this week's episode of Film Code. You are now in
3: the film, Film Code, code. Start her
0: going on everybody welcome to film code my name is phoenix cloudin and i am joined with three awesome co-hosts today first off we got to welcome back the ceo of Hallmark Christmas movies and i really hope he gives us an update mr nick spain nick how are you sir
3: doing well um super excited to be back after i was absent last week so happy to be talking movies just like with mank Uh, None of us really know what each other's thoughts on this movie are. So it should be very interesting to hear. Hopefully we all don't hate it.
0: All right. And where are you with the Hallmark Christmas movies? Uh,
3: I am 15 out of 40.
0: Loving it. All right. And of course, joined by the CEO of Hot Takes Himself, Mr. Nathan Pig.
2: Nathan, how are you, sir? I am awake after we recorded at 11.30 p.m. on a Saturday <laughs> night on our last episode right. after Phoenix and Brandon peer pressured me into
3: <laughs>
2: staying up past, past Nathan's bedtime, staying man. up past my bedtime. <laughs> I mean, I am awake. We're going into to a new episode, you know, at our normal recording time. So that's how I'm doing, Phoenix. How are you doing? Excellent. Excellent and we
0: are joined this week by
2: our favorite guest
0: rejoining us again welcome back kj kj how the hell are you man
1: whoa, whoa, whoa. appreciate y'all allowing me to come back uh, it's always a great time to be here speaking great movies with you all i'm um, really interested in hearing what everybody has to say as nick stated nobody really knows um, <laughs> what everybody thinks about this movie so i'm i'm very interested for this discussion this this discussion <laughs>
0: absolutely and you're right I don't know what
3: anybody thinks so let's let's kick it off so yeah we should uh like randomize it to see who goes first non (laughs) non non-spoilers first non-spoilers absolutely
0: so we are discussing this week the brand new movie that dropped on netflix on friday uh mile rainey's black bottom (laughs) a one a two
3: a you know what to do It's be an empty world without the
2: blues. (laughs) I
0: try to take that emptiness and fill it up with (laughs) something. But they wanna call me mother blues, that's all right with me. It don't hurt none.
3: (laughs)
1: Right
3: south and Where's the, uh, the horn player?
0: I got a friend.
1: Come
3: on, Levy. You rehearse like everybody else.
0: I'm gonna get me a band and make me some records. I know how to play real music, not this jug band shit. You playing music? Yeah, I know what I'm doing. Go on and fire me, I don't care. When I got there, they began to say That's to get the people's attention. That's when you and Slow Drag come in with the rhythm part. Me and Cutler play on the break. Levy, the sooner you understand it and what you say, is what my say to Count. <laughs> we'll be ready to go in 15 minutes. We'll be ready to go, and Madam says we're ready to go. And that's the way it go around here.
3: These records are going to be hits.
0: Every coming man in the world got to do his part. I'm going to tell the white man just what he can do. They don't care nothing about me. All they want is my voice. About them songs I give you, they're not the right songs. I do will take them off your hands for you. I got my time coming to me. Hey! You don't know nothing about what kind of blood I got, what kind of heart I got, B.D. Come on. Come on!
3: Oh, we got that, boy. Good session, Mom. We got our top <laughs> Yay, oh, dude, dude. Starring Viola Davis and the late oh, Chadwick Boseman. Don't say Black Bottom. Nathan doesn't like it.
2: <laughs>
3: oh, my God. Uh, he thinks it's a dumb name. <laughs> I, we'll get into that because I thought it meant something else, too. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> so. Here we go. I got I got the list of, I randomized all of our names. Mm-hmm. Phoenix is going to share first oh really okay <laughs> and, then, and then we got Nathan coming up then me then KJ okay
0: no. all right so um this is uh adaptation of the August Wilson play of the same name uh directed by George C Wolfe and produced by Denzel Washington who was a very it was a benefactor to Chadwick Boseman's uh, acting career so that was uh noticeable that this is uh Chadwick Boseman's last role and Denzel Washington was the one that helped him do it um I love this movie (laughs) I I genuinely thought it was incredible uh like for me and and this is interesting because I think on this show we've reviewed the boys in the band and I just recently watched The Prom and one of my gripes always is when you adapt something from a different medium, that you make sure that you present it in a way that works in in film. Both Boys in the Band and The Prom failed in that aspect. They just basically took what was on the stage and put it on the screen, and that never works because the staging and the blocking are always going to be different. In Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, they don't do that. They they literally they they use the environment around them. Uh, they make sure that you know you add certain elements that you can't actually have on a stage that you that you actually need in a film. So that to me is always always a, a great way to do things in such a better way, such a stronger way to present a, a play as a film. Uh, on top of that, you can't go wrong with this acting. Viola Davis, Chadwick Boseman knock it out of the park. Also wanna send a shout out to Coleman Domingo, who was fantastic in this movie. Uh, yeah, all around, up and down the casting. Can't can't complain about it. Love the look of the film. I just thought it was really, really strong. And as an adaptation, I think it, it's, it's one of the best that's been done this year.
2: All right, Nathan, take it away. <laughs> yeah, so non-spoilers, of course. Um... I'm going to echo what you said about the performances. You know, we had high expectations coming in for Chadwick and for Viola Davis, and both absolutely steal the show. You know, Chadwick Boseman is almost a lock to win Best Actor. I think, you know, we haven't seen The Father yet. We haven't seen Anthony Hopkins. But I think with you take Chadwick's performance, obviously, having not seen Anthony Hopkins yet, most likely is going to be stronger. And then when you consider how he was doing this performance with everything he was battling with his cancer, I'm not saying they should give it to him because he's not with us anymore, but because he was acting while he was on treatment. That's just so incredible and so special. So um, nonetheless, Chadwick's just such a talent in general. But to to be doing this specific performance while he was battling all that is Incredible is not even the right word for it. It's something so much more than that. And he really is an absolute standout in this. I know we love Black Panther. We love 42. We love Chadwick and almost everything he's in. But this is far and away his best performance. Um, I really can't picture any anyone else doing this role, especially as, as a young man. Um, he was just perfect for this. And, and same goes for Viola Davis, who's one of the most talented actors working right now. No one ever talks about her. She might be the most talented actress working right now. Um, She's just so amazing. I was expecting to see more of her as this is Ma Rainey's movie and she's technically listed as the lead. Um, Didn't get a lot of her to be honest, but that's okay. And that's something I'll get into a little more later but absolutely these performances are off the charts. Um, As for the movie itself, I'll, I'll get into that. A little bit later, but I am not as glowing on it as Phoenix is. So uh, I'll leave it. I'll leave it there <laughs> for Nick.
3: Yeah, um, I'm gonna echo some of the same things that Nathan said about the performances. Um, it's sad that Chadwick Boseman delivers, you know, probably his best performance, you know, after he's he's left us. Um, just such a, a bright career was ahead and, and could have been one of the greats, and I think still is one of the greats. Um, and Viola Davis, great as well, even though she didn't get a lot of screen time. The the performances definitely carried this film. And if it wasn't for the performances, I think it would be a little less good. Um, but I still enjoyed the film as a whole. Um, personally, I think it was wonderful production um
1: there are like plenty of individuals that we look to that were like influential in society and entertainment uh, many are forgotten so to see this being brought on the big screen um it was it was something that i believe was overdue and i was looking forward to going in uh the way that the performances of course you all are speaking on that I think it was great as well. Um, The emotion that was present from the actors, um, as well as the history behind the story was very, very impactful to me, really touched me. Um, And it was definitely one of my my favorite movies uh, in recent years. And then speaking on Chadwick, uh, first off, rest in heavenly peace to Chadwick and thoughts and prayers gone to him and his loved ones. Uh, He was great in this, just like everything else. Um, His portrayal of his character illustrates like a difference of opinion. And he did a good job of making that known and felt, um, especially from somebody that could, I guess, understand from his perspective. Um, He made you like feel that. Uh, So I thought that it was a wonderful movie. I definitely enjoyed it. Definitely a rewatch for me, um, because I do feel like I missed a couple of things as well.
0: All right, sweet. So it looks like we weren't too uh, (laughs) differing in, in, in other degrees. So I'm curious, Nathan and Nick, what exactly you didn't find appealing so should we break the seal here
2: yeah uh, let's do good. it we're talking spoilers if you're listening if you are doing something else and you're not paying attention <laughs> but you still got your earbuds in this is your warning um let's let's get into it so Nick said, took the words right out of my mouth where I think it was carried by its performances and by God, I'm not saying it's a bad movie without Chadwick and Viola. That's not at all what I'm saying. I just think I expected much more and I'm not trying to sit here and say my expectations dominate the experience or anything like that, but I do want to bring up a couple things. Um, Phoenix, I respectfully disagree with you when you say that um, you think it was translated well from a play to a screen. I, I just disagree. I think... The outside shots of the building they were in did not look good. Um, It looked odd and bizarre. It almost felt like they were in a video game. Um, And then they really only had two places to shoot. Other than that, it's the band room downstairs and then it was the main room they were recording in. And I just, I felt like this was a direct translation whether it is or not, I, I don't know. I, I did see that they added a couple of scenes and everything like that. But giant monologues and some of the dialogue just didn't work for me. It felt awkward. You could definitely tell. If I showed this to someone and didn't tell them anything about it, they'd be able to tell it was a play. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It's just I've seen better adaptations from the play to the screen. Um, And, and the next thing I'll touch on, I'll let Nick go be, before I do that.
3: Yeah, I was going to say, like, just how Nathan said, I kind of expected more in the way of I didn't think that it was going to be this one day affair. And while that's not bad, I still enjoyed the story that they told. Ma Rainey was this big, powerful, you know, singer before her time, before, you know, mainstream black. you know, artists were huge, you know? So she was hugely popular, sold over like a hundred records, you know, songs. And I wish that I could have seen more of that. We saw a performance from her um, on stage in the early sections of the movie. And then when we shift over uh, like 10 minutes later, we saw one in front of a a big crowd, but we never really saw that crowd. It was just kind of black beyond the lights. They could have just played sounds. There could have not even been a crowd crowd there. I wish I could have seen more of the impact that she had on society rather than just being in the recording studio. While, like Nathan said, it's not that my expectations carried my thoughts or that I hate the movie. I just expected something different.
2: Yeah, and, and I don't want Nick and I to come off as saying, like, we expected it to be ABC. And it was X Y Z. Therefore, we have problems right. with it. You know, we don't have issues because it was something we didn't expect it to be. It's just Ma. It, 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 they should. What, what are you doing?
0: <laughs> I'm just waiting to jump in. That's all.
2: They should. They should rename it. Um, you know, Levy or, or Levy, I, I forget how to pronounce it. My apologies. Levy but versus Ma. Ma Levy's Rainey. Black Bottom. They should name it that. <laughs> I mean, Ma Rainey. This is like Viola Davis kills it absolutely wonderful yeah. but she's not in it nearly enough for this to be her movie i agree i would like to see maybe her rise her becoming an artist but the main thing that i want to tackle and obviously um you know th- this movie talks a lot about the struggle of black musicians about black people during this time and certain portions of that was very impactful like Chadwick's big monologue was incredible, but it just didn't, like, I felt like it could have been a little more powerful. And one movie I want to echo, that Phoenix is definitely going to disagree with me on this, is The Banker that came out this year as well. That is another movie that deals with the struggle of racism in America. And I feel like that movie hits you harder and really impacts you as the viewer for their struggle during that time. Than Ma Rainey does, and I think a lot of that has to do with pacing. I think this movie was all over the place pacing wise. Um, I'm gonna stop talking on that because I've been talking for a while, and I'll let the other two guys take over.
0: Okay, so I'm gonna
2: I'm gonna tear that apart. Okay, so <laughs> uh, first
0: off, uh, August Wilson, the way he writes his plays is he he very much takes a moment in time you know what I'm saying when it comes to the stories that he tells, he doesn't he doesn't do a lot of like what we are what you would call traditional storytelling uh, where you know where we, we talk about the history and then we look at it in the present and then you know what I'm saying we get its resolution. It's not really like that. he he takes you know what could be a, a day or something or you know a week in time and tells that story. So like to me this was perfect. Like I didn't think I didn't think it was going to be a one day recording session either. I, like at, at first I was like how do you make a story out of that? I was like how do you make a story out of a one day recording session? That seems weird. But once I think once we hit Chadwick's first monologue, I realized like oh, okay, that's how we're doing it. It's it's very much in in that in that essence like a stage play where it's like we have these beats that we have to hit and um and we're gonna tell backstory and we're gonna tell you know all of that in those moments so like that that's what really worked for me and like uh there was a special like if you didn't turn off you know netflix immediately after the movie there was like a little 30 minute um you know highlight of of, of everything and yeah and it's interesting because I noticed that George Wolf he, he he pointed out that in the original play it takes place in winter, and in the movie he wanted it to take place during the summer. And just the idea of changing that aspect and what that aspect brings to this to the movie, I think was very original, very unique, because there's something about the hot sun raising people's tensions. You know what I'm saying? and that just you know creates an atmosphere that is already uncomfortable they're in a city that they're really not comfortable in they're more comfortable which is weird they're more comfortable in the south than they are you know saying, in the north at that time so like yeah just creating that tension i think that just translates so much better to screen um and you're right about Viola. She actually has like the third most screen time in the movie, uh, behind Chadwick and Coleman Domingo. But I I love I love it because each scene that she's in is magic. It's like it's one of those things where it's it's like I want more of it because it's so good. <laughs> like that that's what it is. It's like she has great monologues. I love like when she says. Um, they're going to they're gonna treat me how I want to be treated no matter how much it hurts them like that to me is like just the most standout moment because she basically shows us what it is that she's about in that moment is that you can't take advantage
2: of it and those that's more of what I wanted then yeah. I wanted more yeah. of Ma Rainey proving that she is valuable and that her band is valuable and that it's Her Way or The Highway, and we got many moments of that. But I just, wanted just more not enough, of that. Right? <laughs> I wanted more of that than the band just bickering with each other over mindless stuff <laughs> because, yes, the, the their backstories were powerful and the stories they were telling about how they were mistreated was absolutely powerful. But if we could substitute out the tacky shit of them arguing over how to play a certain melody for 20 minutes – and add more of Ma Rainey being a badass. That's what I would have liked. But I want to hear from KJ because, you know, we invited him on and and I want to hear his take.
1: Yes. um, So I guess a couple of things, starting out things that I really appreciated um, was the fact that the movie focused on like race records. um, So like white recording studios, uh, taking advantage and exploiting black artists, It's something that still happens to this day. Of course, artists and musicians, even you think of sports and athletes, um, they have more power than they did back then, but it is still an issue. So I really like how the movie itself, you can see aspects of the life then that they had then that is still present to this day. Um, They did a really good job of showing that uh, with it being focused on the blues, uh, they, I believe, just the energy and the emotion behind it with them explaining the blues, how like the pain and suffering of decades spent on the plantations to the Jim Crow years, and even a lack of opportunity, marginalization, and brutality still present to this day. Them explaining that was very powerful for somebody like me watching it, being a person of color, um, seeing how much blues has been our backbone since the very beginning. Um, And I believe that really took the movie to a different place for me and made me really pay attention. Uh, With Chadwick, of course, Levy, it really illustrates the difference of like perspective on how to navigate life as an entertainer um, and also as an African-American man or just African-American in general. Him playing off like the other actors was very well, well done very well. And show like the generational gap which is still present today so that's why i love the the bickering and arguing and all those things um because like i have very similar conversations with my dad or my grandpa or whatever it is just different ways of thinking different ways of life kind of like we live very similar lives we have a different perspective on life and i think that's what they were tapping into there the arguing about oh this is how you deal with these people coming from the other band members. And Levy's like, no, I don't wanna deal with them this way. I wanna deal with them this way, my way, because I feel like my way is better. That is something that, like, is very prevalent in life today. Um, and it really doesn't just have to be people of color. I mean, I'm sure you all don't agree with everything that your parents say. It's just the generational gap that they were really, I guess, looking at and really trying to tap into. Um, and I think that the the best part of the movie, um, how it, not necessarily how it finished, uh, but like the, my favorite theme with Levy banging through that door every time that they were in that room. I think a lot of time was spent in that room. Yes, I agree with you, Nathan, on that. Um, but it really didn't feel like that to me. Being able to pick up on Levy trying to break through that door over and over, about four or five times throughout the movie, and then finally breaking through that door and realizing that it goes absolutely nowhere, absolutely nowhere, (laughs) nowhere. And that is not just his music, that is not just how he was being treated, but that was his struggle and him realizing that, like it doesn't end. Like him using Rame, Ma Rainey to get to where he wants to be musically, there was no extra way to get through there. There was no light at the end of the tunnel there, as well as just racism and the struggle that he would be facing. And he realizes that he probably should have been listening to everything that was being told to him beforehand. I just think that it all just came together in the end. Um, and that's what I really appreciated about it. Even though a lot of time was spent in these three three places. Um, and even if Ma didn't get as much attention, I think that she, we knew what she was about. We knew that she was a strong, powerful black woman out of time. Like she was not supposed to be who she was then. and even when she came out of the hotel in the beginning of the movie and everybody was like, yeah. We knew exactly what she was. Like, people just didn't know how to handle her when they got into the accident and all of the white men were just staring at her and the camera pans around. Like, I think those are very powerful scenes and we knew exactly what she was. I think the surrounding cast of it, Chadwick's part with the bickering the arguing, I think that's what makes up the whole movie and the whole picture.
3: Yeah, and I want to touch on a couple things that, that K.J. talked about. Is there's, there's two powerful scenes, like high powerful scenes, when it comes to the racism nature of the 1920s. We can talk about how you know, the band members were walking on the street and they had to move out of the way across the sidewalk. How when they walked into the convenience store to get coaxed for Ma and everybody stares at them, Like you feel those moments. The two most powerful moments out of all of those was Chadwick's monologue, obviously, and how he told the story of his upbringing. While I'm a big show me, don't tell me type of person, I would have loved to see that in a flashback. Um, I think that would have really struck home. Um, I think that kind of goes back to what Nathan was saying earlier with how it just feels like a play. Like if you're in a play, like you're not going to get that flashback. I would have wished that we could have gotten that flashback because I think that would have made a very, very powerful scene even more so powerful. Um, you know, we talk about Oscar moments and and that's definitely one of them that, that I think will help this get a nod for Best Picture is because of, of that powerful emotion. Even the camera work during this movie was, was fantastic because during that monologue, there's a lot of time where we're just focused on Chadwick and then there's some times where he turns around and everybody's just like awestruck about this story. Like they can't believe that he had to go through this. That's just such a powerful moment. And the other powerful moment is at the end, like um, KJ talked about, when he's like, oh, yeah, you know, here's, uh, I think your songs could work. And then he's like, no, your songs aren't going to work, but you can sell them to us. And then not only did he sell them to the the recording studio, but an all-white band (laughs) was playing those songs after he was told oh, yeah, they're not going to work out for you. We just, you know, you're not the right person. And I kind of got those feels when you are saying, oh, your songs aren't going to work out, but you can sell them to us. Like, why would you want to buy them if they're not going to work out? So I kind of got those vibes. But just the way they presented that, like, at first you thought it was, was Chadwick, In the in the mic, but as soon as they moved up, you saw the the white singer, and then the white instrument players, and then the white everything. Like (laughs) I think that was even such a more powerful moment because if we didn't get that, we would have just had to assume, you know, with with you know the whole monologue. It was kind of like reading a book. Like you just kind of had to picture it yourself. If if it would have been like the ending scene where it was shown to us, I think it would have been even more so powerful. But two powerful moments moments there that are are the highlight of this film besides the performances
0: i want to i want to point out something that i think i think is the reason i like it so much is how integrated it actually is like how each moment and how each like story and metaphor and and how they take things from that time period is all very well integrated into this story and you know what i'm saying so like the discussion that they have in the beginning about how to deal with you know, white people at that time. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then when we get to the end, we see how he's essentially played. And then there's this all white band playing his song. And that ties into the conversation that Ma Rainey has with uh, Cutler when she says, um, oh God, uh, when she talks about like how they don't know anything about the blues. You know what I'm saying? So when you hear that their their version of that song, it's very like, and you hear and you and it echoes that moment where Chadwick says like, I don't know who you have play these songs, but if you hear me play it, you know what I'm saying? You, there's a difference,
3: and you just right. see that scene and it's like, oh, I mean, it even <laughs> felt the difference by the little bit that he performed versus right. the little bit that the all white band performed. You can just feel the difference. Yeah.
0: So like to me, like I think that's part of the reason why I love it so much is that even just that small scene is weaved into the entire play, you know what I'm saying, in just these different moments. So like, to me, like, yeah, that, I I thought it was fantastic. And um, I want to point on one thing about Chadwick's performance. I thought it was interesting because this is a guy who's played pretty much heroes, good guys, his entire career, you know what I'm saying? And so like, when he comes into this movie, I don't know why like me personally I just thought that's what he would play is another good guy and he was such an asshole (laughs) like like, I I felt like throughout the entire movie I was like Jesus Christ Chadwick man stop being an asshole like like I'm like bro we're rooting for you what are you doing and but I realized like no that's that's the character of Levy is that this dude is just brash and he wants his way and he, he thinks he's right and you know he he it eventually turns out to be like his his worst characteristic because he's he's impatient. If he could just be more patient, you know what I'm saying, he would be okay, but like that impatience is what drives his motivation and ultimately demise pretty much because he just can't he can't get out of his own way. So like and again, I'll talk about in, integrating like just so many aspects of this film. Like Okay, the the first time we see Chadwick, right? He's walking down the street, he's trying to holler at some girls, and then he just he sees the shoes and he runs over and you you talked about how the other band members were cautious walking uh, walking down the street and when they get into the convenience store. But if you see that scene with Chadwick, he like walks across the street, a car car comes in, he just, you know, someone back like he owns the place you know what I'm saying like he just has such a different attitude than everybody else he's unaware of his surroundings he just feels like he And owns I think
3: it. I think that's the age too yeah. he's significantly younger than the three right. other band members
0: and it's yeah and like KJ said the generational gap it's just it's so well integrated I just think it's I just think it's great
1: and touching on your uh piece Phoenix about like Chadwick playing like not the hero, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even view him as like a the villain or a bad person in the movie. I thought that he just had like a different way of thinking. Like the characters had a different way of thinking that nobody else could understand. And everybody kept giving it to him, giving him advice that he didn't want to hear, giving him criticism, whatever it might've been. Um, eventually he breaks, um, but that is something that like was very very powerful because you see that a lot as well speaking on you and nick with the generational gap um older folks always telling younger folks this is how things need to be done and him being a young impatient person i'm young and impatient like i can relate to that (laughs) (laughs) i believe that whatever i want i want it now but that's just not how they see things they have already lived life he's just getting started and i think that was something that was well done throughout the whole
2: um, the whole movie. Yeah. Yeah. And well, I've been I've been listening to you guys talk for uh, the last 15 minutes or so, and it's definitely gate like helped me see the value in some of these scenes that I overlooked before. Uh, like especially you just talked about the shoes, um, and you guys all three mentioned some scenes that I kind of was like, <clears throat> okay, looked past that I now see a bunch of value in. Um, I absolutely can can appreciate what they're going for with the the racism and the unfair treatment and I think certain elements of that are nailed but I think there's other times where they're throwing it in there that they need to heighten and they need to push it more Um, one of those being um, when Ma Rainey's nephew is it she wants him to do the opening and he finally does it without stuttering and the, the one guy's like oh we didn't get it on recording um, like that's something that I felt like they needed to, they needed to push more in a, in a couple more times but um, you definitely helped me see <clears throat> the value in some of those scenes like I said I still am of the belief that for racism and the inequality and the struggle I still think that the banker does a better job of the audience feeling that and a better job of displaying it than Ma Marini does. Marini so much more str- um, subtle with it, and it's just kind of, you know, if you see it, great. If you don't, we're not gonna we're not gonna show you anymore. Whereas the banker, it, they they just make you uncomfortable with it, and I think that was more powerful than what they did. But um, like I said, you guys still help me help me see something that I didn't. What what we haven't talked about though, that. I can't get behind yet but maybe after hearing you guys your guys take on it i will was chadwick um, was levy stabbing the other band member for me personally and like i said like you guys might be able to change my opinion of this for me that's when i kind of like rolled my eyes and was like okay we're we're straining a little too much credibility now like i understand that he's upset that he's a loose cannon that he is just overwhelmed with emotions. Um, I get all that, but when he stabs and kills him, um, I it just kind of strains some credibility for me. But I'd like to hear your guys' thoughts on it too, because I'm not I'm not completely sold on on that take either. It was funny too. When I watched it, I was
0: like, when I saw that scene, I was like, I
2: bet Nathan. Did.
0: <laughs> like in
3: my head i was just like
0: i want to isn't that you. fun
3: isn't that fun to play the oh i don't think nathan's gonna like that <laughs> right yeah game like, when you're watching a movie
2: like yeah i, I he's just, gonna have an issue with that i like, just didn't like i, I just didn't <laughs> get it like i don't i don't get it how are you so mad and so upset that you kill someone i don't i don't i don't get
3: this, it th- this is my thing right and I, I, I didn't have as much of a problem with that as the the one scene that I did have a problem with and and all the things that you know i've I've touched on the things that I haven't liked are, are kind of like ticky tacky kind of things. The one scene that I did not like was when Chadwick was like, oh, this is your God like wow 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 like that whole thing when he's like wielding the knife that's the only scene that like I couldn't get behind that like, he was going after uh, like uh, whatever the, the other guy's name God was, not like saying like strike me down. Like I just couldn't get behind that. I I can see how he he did stab the guy because he was wielding the knife earlier. He just got fired from his his job. He just got denied from you know selling his records, his dream, and I feel like. In a way, he thought it was all kind of crashing down upon him. Um, that, like, he just... And, you know, we saw earlier just how impulsive he was, like, buying those shoes a week's worth of pay. Like, I just think it shows just how impulsive he was. Um, while maybe I didn't love it, or all the way, it it kind of was a sour ending to a good character in my mind. But, yeah, the, the one scene that I couldn't get behind was just him being... So dramatic and going after the one guy about the different viewpoints on on religion. I just I, couldn't get behind that. Yeah, I, I, I get all that. Like, everything that is that could go wrong is going wrong.
2: <laughs> but like, I. I don't know. I've never thought like that. I'm sure you guys have never thought like that. Like, everything well, is going wrong. Let me just kill someone. <laughs> and I don't think that he thought, like, oh, let me kill this guy. You know, right, it's right. overwhelmed with emotions. Sometimes you do things before yeah, you let think. Me just but, kill this guy. But, yeah. but like, I just... Uh, can, can anyone yeah, get I'll, me I'll, to buy into I'll try this? To,
0: I'll try to explain it. So, like, it goes back to my point uh, that I mentioned about it being so well integrated. Like, yeah, like Nick said, we we just saw the scene where we we know he has a knife, right? Okay, so it's not like he just pulled that out at the last minute. I'm like, that would have been like, what the fuck? Like that that really would have been a waste. So we we see that he already has a knife. We know that he's impulsive. And I think especially the shoes, like we we realize that he's lost his job. He just realized that he, he's not going to be able to make music. He uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, what, what was the other one? Like he he went through that door, and realized it was nothing. So it's basically he was
3: attacking the guy earlier with a knife. Right, uh, his, right.
0: His music. He, yeah. Wasn't you know gonna get saying. bought. It like not only was it all like downhill, but the only thing that he really had of importance was those shoes. You know what I'm saying? That's why they they're brought up in the beginning. That's why they're used at the end. I just think it was a very intricate way. No am not, intricate intricate's the wrong word. I just think it's a strong way of showing that character's rise and fall in a single in a single movie is that he he's at the highest of highs in the beginning. Cause they're he's got these new shoes that he, he got with this guy's money. He uh he knows that they're gonna be using his arrangement, you know what I'm saying? All of these things. And then as the play goes on, he loses more and loses more and loses more. And eventually all he's left with is these shoes and like his blow up about it was hysterical because it was like like I get it bro you know what I'm saying that's all you got but like he just kept pestering and kept pestering so like to me like that was the part where I was like uh oh, come on man get to it you know what I'm saying get to it get over it but when he stabbed him I realized what that was that was a moment where that was it like you know what I'm saying he realized that all he had was the shoes and now he took his shoes away that was it, and he really didn't think that he killed him, because he was like he's he felt like he felt like it was the equivalent of a punch, really, like like he just punched him, and he would be okay. And then it, the sudden realization that, oh no, you killed this guy, and it's over for you. I think that was a really strong end to that character's story arc. I don't know if that helped you realize it, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, it
3: did. I,
1: I agree with just about everything that Phoenix said. Just on Nick's point about the, the religion scene. Um, personally, I actually like that scene. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I I think that it was just a, a good way of showing that people do lose faith. So, with all that has happened, um, let's say, not saying most, but Many African-Americans are religious, are Christian, whatever it may be. Um, his mother was Christian. Saw his mom, you know, being assaulted and her crying out to their God at the time, as I said. It was their God. I'm sure that he was a believer because his mom was That's kind of how things happen. <laughs> little boy, you know what it is. Um, to see his mom being assaulted and crying out to this this God, that didn't help as he saw as he saw that was his struggle with it and to see that these individuals who are constantly telling him what to do how to do it and why to do it and seeing that they believe in the same God that did not help his mother while she was being assaulted that was his breaking point that was his tipping point so I think it was less about the knife waving and all of that like yes Kind of extreme. I don't think that it was- I was gonna say, was, really, I, I get yeah. what you're saying.
3: Like that I, was, I definitely agree with what you're saying. That I just was think probably it, was, extra. it was here. Yeah, and yeah it, it, was it was probably extra here, with the here. knife.
1: Yeah. But I think that ties into Phoenix's point where we already know that he has this knife. I think they might've had to throw that in for these scenes to connect, to see that he was unstable. There were a lot of things that were unstable with him. Um, I think it was first shown when he was waving the knife about the religion.
3: Yeah, and I just wanna tie like one thing um, back to my original thought about how it kind of seemed like a play. The old kind of thought about the theater is that there's two types of, of theater. There's tragedy, and then there's comedy. I think him stabbing the band member at the end was totally like, oh, this has to end in a tragedy. Let's, <laughs> let's you know, off this guy. Let's, uh, let's make this character have a real big downfall have that the tragedy and and call it a day.
0: I don't I don't know how you could have made it into a comedy from where it was, but okay. <laughs> right.
3: Right. But it it was kind of like we have to make this a tragedy here. Let's just I mean ruin this character's life
0: talking about six black people in 1920s america i'm pretty sure it was
2: gonna be a tragedy no matter i what. don't think that's i don't think that's what he's saying
3: <laughs> no i'm saying that like they decided that this was gonna be a tragedy obviously and they were like oh we have to like end it in a real tragedy like ah okay yeah i'm not saying that like oh like, this could be a comedy i'm more saying that like they, this is this was a tragedy, and they were like, Okay, this is a tragedy, let's end it in a tragedy. So that's more what I'm saying. Word. Now, so, I remember
1: Nathan had a point. Oh, I thought Nathan.
2: No,
3: no, um, no, 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 please go ahead.
1: I, you made a point about um the racism not being like in your face. I haven't seen The Banker, I believe, is the movie that mm-hmm. yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. I'm- Definitely going to watch because now I'm interested. Uh, so Get on it, KJ. Added a movie. You just added a movie to my list. Um, <laughs> but I believe that the racism being subtle is what works for this movie. Because a lot of racism was, of course, like in your face then. But a lot of things were done behind the scenes. A lot of things were subtle. A lot of things are still subtle to this day. So I think that's where a lot of people could like relate to that and really understand and appreciate the movie for that um because a lot of times like in movies it has to be in your face or you don't really see it uh, for most people so i think like taking like a real deep dive and seeing like all the little things of course nick putting out the when they were walking and they had to move into the street to pass the group of white guys yeah like things like that still happen to this day but they happened back then and those are like little subtle things instead of like oh get off the sidewalk whatever they're going to call him at that point in time. So I think like all of those little things work. Like when he wasn't going to pay Ma and her nephew, I believe. um, And he was going to take it out of her money. And then he needed those papers signed. So like little things like that, that you really don't know at face value. It's all like the little underlying things uh, that really make up a person as a whole and make up racism as a whole. So I think touching on that one, was very important,
2: and yeah. and, and I think and I, they did
3: well. And go ahead, Nick.
2: Well, I want I want to clarify, right? Like, it's, it's not like I need you to absolutely shove it in my face for me to see the picture, Spike Lee style. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's just it, I don't I don't need it to be shoved in my face for me to understand it. You know, obviously we are all big movie lovers. I can pick up on the subtlety of things with let me just clarify here like um and it's not that because it's subtle i dislike it or anything like that what what i'm trying to say is that with the banker when you see it phoenix and nick have seen it i'm not going to say it, spoil anything about it it's just when those moments happen they let you sit on it they show you they give you a couple seconds to breathe on it they let it linger and they show characters reactions they show you know they don't cut away immediately after something like that happens and I just think that is more impactful for me as an audience member it could be different for you it could be different for Nick just for for my personal viewing I just think something racist happens something happens that is unfair and they let it linger they let it sit there for a minute I just instead of just cutting away and if you missed it you missed it I I just think that that impacted me more as an audience member than what they did in my and that's not trying to discredit what they did or anything like that um and i get i totally get what you're saying about a lot of it was subtle i just wanted to clarify that oh
0: okay. yeah uh, you know, yeah i also want to point out something that really kind of shocked me was this movie's only like
3: <clears throat> an hour yeah.
0: and 30 minutes long like i was like this is a stage play adaptation bro i'm i was wait i was geared up for like two and a half hours like that's really where i thought this was gonna go and to see that it's 93 minutes like mwah, yes like 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 yes i mean not yeah, to, I, think, like, I
3: think if this would have been 30 more minutes i think it would have been it would have it would have been a drive yeah yeah it would have been um so there's a couple things i i, I do want to
2: have um Last word on this, if you guys don't mind, because there is something cool that I want to talk about. No, no, there's something cool I want to talk about. So if anybody's got anything else to say, uh, go ahead.
0: I'm good. Go for it.
2: Okay. So the one thing I want to talk about, I don't know if any of you guys knew this, but um, August Wilson wrote 10 plays. One of them uh, was Fences that came mm-hmm. out a few yeah. years ago. Also stars Viola Davis and Denzel Washington. That's one of Wilson's plays this is as well um and Denzel is going to be assisting in the production of all eight of the rest of them so he'll be involved in all 10 at the end of the day um and there was a great interview that I watched last week on CBS Sunday morning with my dad about um they sat down with Denzel and they asked like is this your legacy to to write all these August Wilson plays for the screen and he said, I don't remember exactly what he said, but he said something along the lines of, no, this is my line thing. to carry on to the next generation. And these are important stories that need to be told and things like that. And I haven't seen Fences, mm-hmm. um, but it's a movie that I really want to see. It's something that has been calling my name for a while. Um, I just think it's really cool that such an iconic, high stature, lovable actor like Denzel says let me stop acting. <laughs> Let me get behind the camera and take on all these these stories and adapt them to the screen. So, I mean, my Rainey is just the second of eight more to come uh, with Denzel behind the camera. So
3: I just thought that was really cool. You should. You've got to direct some.
2: Yeah, that would yeah, be sweet. All right, so
0: we got to move on. So let's do final ratings, guys. KJ, why don't you kick us off?
1: Um I am going to go with four and a half.
0: Okay, <laughs> okay.
3: Nick. Um, I'm gonna go with four stars. Um, this will be my third favorite movie of the year behind Phoenix's favorite. I'm thinking of ending things. <laughs> um it's great in, in a year with the The Black Lives Matter movement and all this political injustice, um, and that this is really coming to the forefront. That we have three fantastic movies at the top of this year, um, with The Banker that deals with injustice, The Trial of the Chicago Seven, which kind of touches on it, and and this movie as well. So, props to to 2020 in Hollywood on that. All right, The Five Bloods also yeah, was, does. Yeah, I was gonna The oh, yeah. Five Bloods. <laughs> I know. I was gonna say not not as high on that,
2: but. I know you're not as big a fan of that movie, but absolutely touches. it. You know Spike's gonna do that. So um, Yeah. <laughs> Nick, oh, um, sorry. Nathan, what about I, you? Yeah. So frequently on this show, I will have my grade predetermined, and then we'll come on here and we'll just slander it. So I'll drop the grade, <laughs> but um, not. It's it's the reverse this time around. You know, I came in thinking it was three stars and a B. Everything you guys had to say made me appreciate it more and made me just really recognize each scene in particular where I wasn't seeing that value before. I still have some issues with it. I still think that without Chadwick and Viola Davis, this movie isn't nearly as strong. Um, But right now it's a three and a half for me. And that's a B plus still a very respectable score. um, And absolutely should be nominated for best picture and
3: everything like that. So then um, will probably sweep the best actor slash actress category yeah
2: I, yeah I don't I don't see anyone taking it away from from Viola Davis for sure and then like I said Anthony Hopkins is, is the only contender for Chadwick but I I just Anthony Hopkins has to put up like the best performance of all time for that to happen and I don't see I don't see that happening yeah really um, but so KJ went four and a half Nick oh. went four I went three and a half Phoenix let's
0: okay um you know what i think i think i'm gonna have to ride that four and a half with kj uh sure. yeah <laughs> i'm like this was i think part of the reason why i love it so much is that 93 minute runtime like this is a movie yeah. i could literally re-watch right now just because of its length and just how integrated the story is I, I dug it, man. I dug the hell out of it. So, like, it'll be definitely in my top five, which I'm so happy to say. So, it'll finally move, like, bad education out of my
2: top five. Uh, A but 2019, yeah. really.
3: 2019.
2: <laughs> but, 2019. Yeah. It should not be in your 2020. <laughs> but, yeah,
0: that, that's what I'm excited for. So, yeah, my Rainey's top of the list, man. It was really great. All right. So, we got to move on. To what's good. So, what's good, what's good? What's good? What's good? What's good? What's good? I don't know if you guys got around to watching anything good this week, but if you have, let us know. Uh, Nick, why don't you kick us off? What's been good for you this week?
3: Yeah. Um... I actually watched Home Alone for the first time <laughs> ever. Oh, wow. um, so that was that was a lot of fun watching that. Um, the, you being watched the on first TikTok, one. Yeah, being on TikTok, there's a couple of, like Home Alone like memes. Um, so it was it was fun to like understand the, <laughs> the 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 meaning behind those, and also how how are these parents? How do they forget a child? like like i mean th- if this if this if this was came out if this came out in 2020 this would be a, a a child protection services call because how do you forget your child? Oh my goodness. If this came out
2: today they'd just text him and be like,
3: "You good?" Yeah, really. They
2: text a the neighbor and be like,
3: "Can you go check on my son every few hours?" Right, right. Also, it's hilarious that Joe Pesci is in this movie. I just yeah. think it's hilarious. All right, KJ, what about you? Anything good this week?
1: Um, a Hulu original, so uh, Run. I
0: nice.
1: um, really like that with Sarah Polson. Um, Not gonna give too much away. It deals with just the, uh, the mom being somebody different than the daughter uh, thought she was. Um, I really connected with this movie mainly because growing up, I was scared of everything one thing I was scared of was my parents being like serial killers or something like that. <laughs> they are going to kill me. I don't know why. Don't tell them I said that. Um, but I really liked the movie. Um, it was fun. watching watched it with a couple friends, uh, at a little dinner party. So definitely something that I think most people could get behind.
0: Yeah. I've been meaning to check that out. I gotta, I'm gonna add that to my watch list. Uh, for me, uh, the best thing I saw this week was—I know Nathan—Nathan uh, Nathan tried to joke about it, but it was Wolf Walkers. Wolf Walkers uh, was friggin' great, like, like it really was. Um, you know, you had this movie about this animated movie about the—you know—these uh, kids, you know, in this folklore where they transform into wolves or whatever. I just thought the animation was brilliant, like, really good hand-drawn animation, really strong. Was and it a,
3: like. Anamorphous from like elementary school those books transforming oh animation. no no
0: not not like that but like just like a it was like a mythic it was an irish mythic culture type of a movie and okay. i'm a sucker for an irish accent so like <laughs> like i just i just dug it i thought it was really cool nathan. you're so random
3: <laughs> Hello, right? I'm 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 about to head out uh nathan and i I I think I know what Nathan's going to say, and I I disagree with what Nathan's going to (laughs) say. Just putting that out there. If he says the movie that I think he's going to.
2: All right. Well, that is false. Um, Nick (laughs) has no idea what I'm about to say. Um, So a movie that that I'm going to recommend was one I watched a couple weeks ago. Um, Mm -hmm. Flying under the radar when it comes to 2020s. Um, You know, in a year... First of all, we talked about a year where um the injustice and the racism uh movies about that have been all over the place another topic is lgbt movies yep i, knew it. I knew it everywhere in 2020 um and that's fantastic and wonderful and this is an amazon original that i decided to check out and it's called uncle frank <clears throat> um oh, which okay. nick got on his high horse about and is wrong as usual <laughs> um it's called Uncle Frank. It stars Paul Bettany and Sophia Lillis who is um, Beverly in It and Paul Bettany is just invisible in this role. You'd have no idea it was him. Um, honestly, he deserves an Oscar nom for best actor but he won't get it because this movie flies under the radar. Um, great acting from from even people you don't know um, in this movie and there's a powerful story when it comes to talking about, you know, LGBT and, and things like that. So Uncle Frank, it wasn't a great movie, but it was one that definitely caught me by surprise. It's in my top 10 for 2020 so far. And uh, it was great.
3: I thought he was going to talk about Happiest Season. Yeah, well, we reviewed that last good. week,
2: so I wouldn't have.
3: We reviewed that last wow, week, so true. I wouldn't have recommended what
2: we review. That's
3: true. That's true. That's true.
2: Which was a fantastic movie by the way. Yes, it was. No, it was not yes it was. Absolutely. Nick probably got Nick Nick probably got on his phone and stopped paying attention.
0: (laughs) No, I actually didn't. So that's been what's good for us this week, guys. All right. a little bit into there we're talking uh best first watches that we've seen this year so i don't know about you guys but i think i've seen about 70 films this year that i hadn't seen before and uh you guys know that i have a list of movies i haven't seen yet and uh i was really excited because i was like oh man i'm at 70 films i should be getting through with that list i still got 260 movies on that list so yeah
3: <laughs> holy shit
0: yeah it's gonna be a minute before i get to that but otherwise i'm really happy with the 70 that i've seen so uh nathan why don't you start what's been some of your best first watches of the year
2: yeah Are we so, didn't like a ranking? the way the way yeah. that the way that nick and i do this is um non-2020s because obviously you watch 2020 movies for the first time in 2020 right um so like the ma Rainey's, the tenants the banks aren't going to make it on this list um so movies that did not come out in 2020 that we watched for the first time in 2020. Um, I've have 183 of those. Jesus. Um, rank them all. So does Nick. So I guess sadly. I guess I'll start with, and I actually have 12 five stars, which is insane. Wow. Um <laughs> watch watched so many iconic movies. Um, I guess I'll just comment on a couple of them real quick as as um honorable mentions. Drive is one with Ryan Gosling that probably won't be five stars next time I watch it. I think I was a little too trigger happy there, but nonetheless, it's still a great movie. 1917. I watched the first week of 2020. So technically it makes this list. Um, 1917 is obviously a a fantastic film. And one that I would love to mute Phoenix on is three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. The should have best picture winner of 2017. (laughs) You know, it's just a far superior movie to Shape of Water. Um, one of the best X. things I've seen this year. And then Pulp Fiction. You know, Pulp Fiction yeah. is one of the first... I saw this movie for the first time in 2020. Nick as well. Um, love this movie. One of my all-time favorites. So those are some honorable mentions for me.
3: All uh, right, Nick. What about you? Uh, are we doing this, like, ranking style? Like, top 10? Like, top 5? What are we doing?
0: Uh, Yeah. Just uh, give me some honorable mentions, I guess, like Nathan just did.
3: Okay, honorable mentions. Uh, like Nathan, I've seen a lot of uh, classics this year um, Godfather, Goodwill Hunting, Jaws, um, for the first time, Fargo. Um, but those are a little bit further down my list. Some, some honorable mentions um, Spotlight, Best mm. Picture Winner in 2015. Fantastic film. Um, I think it's a movie that is popular to hate on. Um, I also saw Pulp Fiction for the first time this year, Um, so that's kind of crazy. Arrival, uh, Denis Villeneuve, Amy Adams. Oh, my God. Get out of (laughs) here, Frank. Shutter Island, um, Martin Scorsese, Leo there. So those are some honorable mentions for me
0: sweet uh kj what about you
3: all righty well i'm
1: not on the level nearly as you all with how many <laughs> movies you guys watch um but i have a few for you uh so silver lining playbook um yes. really like that movie <laughs> it was a lot better than i thought one of my uh women friends we made a little bet and she won the bet. So I had to watch the movie. Um, uh-huh. I lost the bet because it was actually pretty good. Um, as well as Dolomite is my name. Um, yes. I honestly think that that might be probably top three for me this year um, that I've seen so far. Um, and then finally, I guess I will throw Star Wars in there. Um, Last <laughs> time I was on this show, talked about Star Wars. I haven't watched any more since then, <laughs> uh, but oh, man, it was well. it was good. But next time uh, we talk about some Star Wars, I watch one, um, and then hopefully I will come on the show and give you know, talk a little knowledge. <laughs> but I throw Star Wars in there from to the round out my top three.
0: <laughs> oh wow, that's great! Hey, you know what, KJ, I still haven't seen any
3: more either, so
2: you know, we're in that same.
3: Wow, party. you, you, you guys are <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness!
2: Wait, what did I miss? What?
3: <laughs>
1: don't
2: tell him he's gonna be upset don't tell him what, what did no. i mean? move on to no. the next no. segment move on <laughs> no 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 i'll hit <laughs> it <laughs> i'll hit it when the episode drops in two weeks so you might as well tell me now
1: <laughs> i told you i was gonna i like uh star wars it was actually my top three so you should be happy about that i just haven't seen anymore okay um, I, I haven't looked at anything, star
2: wars <laughs> anything. That's, that's that's it that's what we're talking about <laughs> yeah okay all right
0: we're, we're, that's fine. We're, both, that's fine. we're both in that same boat we will,
2: we will peer pressure you too into loving star wars i'm gonna i'm gonna get so, to return of the jedi sometime
0: in the next 10 years i promise you <laughs> <laughs> all
3: <be> right nice. <laughs> so you guys are like the only two people under the moon that have like not seen star wars right,
1: yeah. i just watched harry potter for the first time actually take star wars out throw all
2: the harry potter movies
3: then because i you go, KJ. <laughs> There you go, KJ. You see
2: Potter Potter lit. lit.
1: Ah. Harry Potter was lit. I was scared of the spider for third movie, but I got <laughs> over Harry
2: it. Harry Potter's lit. <laughs> guess uh guess who has not seen all the Harry Potter movies, KJ? Oh, oh, oh is that's... it you? Well, no, it's not me? it's not me. <laughs> it's oh, who not. Is it? Nick Phoenix it's Phoenix. Phoenix? <laughs> I expect nothing less. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> this man, this man Phoenix, is out here watching Emily Runs a Marathon and it's just like <laughs> Ignoring all these iconic franchises, I'm, just half late for ex- the parties. I'm half expecting Phoenix to mention Emily runs a marathon and his best watches.
0: <laughs> well, it's Brittany. I keep telling you it's Brittany. I don't know why you can't get Britney and Emily mixed up, but okay. Because
2: the movie's that irrelevant. That's why. <laughs> all right.
3: Phoenix is watching those like 500 people have logged it on Letterboxd movies out here.
2: Hey,
0: some of those are really good. All right, so like I said, I got to 70 uh, films uh, this year. A lot of them were really good, but a few honorable mentions uh, that that aren't exactly in my tops, but um, Fantastic Mr. Fox, which was incredible. Absolutely loved it. Thought it was great. Uh, Batman Begins, the first uh, film in the Nolan Batman trilogy. I actually really liked that movie despite me hating Christian Miller's as bad. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh,
2: yeah, just keep uh, going. <laughs> uh,
0: the first Borat movie I saw this year, I thought was drop dead hysterical. That's one of the funniest movies I think I've ever seen. Uh, and uh, Hereditary. I don't know if you guys have made a uh, chance to see that movie. Ooh, it'll mess you up. <laughs> it'll that's mess you good. up for sure. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, it's a it's a ooh we it's a messed up movie. But I I dug I it. Like I thought a, it was great. That's, that's that?
3: like a cult classic. Hereditary.
0: Yeah, it's it's a hard watch though. I'm like not, not gonna lie to you. That's that's it was great, and I haven't looked at it again since because I'm like I can't put myself through that
3: again. It was. Nathan, it was we'll, we'll watch it when we get back to A yeah. town. We'll, yeah. we'll invite KJ over too. Yeah. yeah i'll be there
0: and also right. uh a quiet place which i finally saw this year uh which i dug i really dug that movie um i wish i had seen it in theaters because i feel like the sound design would have would have really exploded uh when
3: i saw it but i still dug it oh, well, watching it, it on your phone wasn't good enough
0: not not yeah. as good as,
3: not as good <laughs> 3 yeah
0: but i still loved it so those are
2: my honorable mentions so I don't know how we're doing the top ten, top five or how you guys wanna do it. But uh, I have eight. Like I have eight that I can I can talk quickly on. I I can pretty yeah. much do whatever. I can start at five, I could start at three, it doesn't matter. Go for it. Do
3: All it. right, so um
2: like I said, twenty twenty has just been the year where I've done a ton of iconic movies. Um so if I say something and you listening are like, How have you not seen this? I, I, I get it. Thanks. Um but number eight is the hateful eight. I I mean, the minority of thinking that the Hateful Eight is Tarantino's best movie, um, just absolutely incredible. Yeah. A lot of people, yes, are. a lot of people get bored in the first thirty minutes and then stop watching. But um, oh, incredible. If you're a mature viewer, you actually will enjoy it. Um, I think.
0: I think realistically, if you pick any movie in Tarantino's filmography as your favorite, you're
2: correct. <laughs> except for yeah. proof. Except for, for uh, Bastards, Jackie Brown. <laughs> so then there's fight club um you know i absolutely love fight club i know nick despises it but um i'm just i, I give
3: four stars
2: <laughs> i think fight club is brilliant one of my favorites um and then a movie i just watched in the last month or so is the florida project mm. um yes. talk about a movie that is not in your face at all that is all about the subtleties um if you are someone that that likes the movie to, to tell you exactly what it's trying to say and to have direct answers. The Florida Project is not something you'll enjoy, but I loved everything about it, and um, it, it was fantastic. So those round out uh, six, seven,
0: eight. I also had the Florida Project on mine. That's another first watch that I have. I have it, I have it a little further down, but it, it was great. I did enjoy it. Nick?
3: How many uh, yeah, I'll... I'll start, uh, I'll, like, go go quick. Um, starting at 10, No Country for Old Men. Um, fantastic performance there from uh, Javier Bardem, Josh Brolin, and that is fantastic as well. Grand Budapest Hotel, which I've seen twice this year. Um, Nathan and I actually started watching this, like, probably a year, six months back, and we, like, quit after the first 30 minutes, <laughs> came back to it, and loved it. Um, the humor just, just hits home um, Ralph Fiennes is, is great in this as well uh, Nathan mentioned it earlier 1917 um, should have won Best Picture over Parasite one of the, the two movies that should have won over Parasite nah, nah, um, nah. <laughs> nah three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri is oh, seven. yeah <laughs> <Woo>! so, yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Nathan, did you do six? Yeah, I did six. Okay, and then Little Women is six. Uh favorite movie of of twenty twenty. Fantastic! I saw it twice in theaters. Like one of the few films that I've done that for. So the
0: Little, Little Women was great. Like I hadn't seen the originals. Like I guess they did it like two two or three times before. But, uh-huh. but I love I love Greta Gerwig's version. I thought that was fantastic. Yes, sir. KJ?
1: Yes. Um, I guess a few that will round out my tops. Um, Saw Captain Phillips. Uh, Nice. Really, really like that movie. Always been on my list. I think I fell asleep maybe two or three times every time I started it. Um, I am the captain now. And now, (laughs) like, of course, you know that part, and I've I've seen that part, but every other part, I fell asleep. I am the captain now. Consider this as my (laughs) my full watch of it. Um, That's in there um the martian yes yeah that was a good one um the nice guys and fantasy island i kind of like fantasy island fantasy
3: island whoa (laughs) that came out this year kj
1: what
2: happened i think it was last year i think it was 2019 i think think you're the only person to ever say you liked it please (laughs) and share with us no no stand by it let's see
1: I mean, like, might be a okay. <laughs> I, I, no, no, no! Don't let us, don't let us no, pressure No, like, you. no, like, it's not even a pressure part. It was not like a like or dislike. It was just I haven't seen a whole bunch of movies this year, mm-hmm. and this movie happened to be better than some of the other movies, mainly because I like some of the other movies we watched. Um, so, Girls like to Prey. So, this one wasn't the best, um, but it wasn't the worst either. Okay. This guy might be in my top
2: whatever. We I know we're not we're not including 2020s, but KJ did see Birds of Prey and New Mutants with Nick and I. So would those have made it, should they be allowed? You said which ones? Birds of Prey mm-hmm. and New Mutants. I think Birds not. of well, no. I know
0: I know New Mutants was supposed to come out like five years
1: ago, yeah. but
2: like, Yeah,
1: they're both they're low. Yeah, both of them will probably be towards towards the bottom.
2: Yeah, I, I'd agree. Yeah.
1: With that. yeah, I remember Birds of Prey. We were pissed.
2: <laughs> oh, we yeah, we, we were so man. We were heated.
3: The three of we us so almost
2: mad. walked out of the theater. Oh, my yeah. oh, god. No, see, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't walk out of
3: theaters. That don't include me in that. <laughs> I spend my hard-earned money on theater tickets. <laughs> I was Just there for the popcorn,
0: right? All right. So, uh, one of the ones that I finally got to see, which I, is, is still one of my favorite movies, uh, Wall-E. Uh, Pixar's wall finally got to see it this year. Love, love, love that movie to pieces. I think it's fantastic. Also, it was, you mentioned it earlier, Jackie Brown. That's one of my favorite Tarantino uh, movies. I love it.
3: That
0: sucks. Oh my God, this movie's so good. So, so good. That and I sucks. Love Cam Greer. Uh, this one I, I didn't realize would be, I don't know if it's controversial here, but a lot of people, it's mixed on it, but I really loved Avatar. Uh, Finally saw Avatar for the first time. i dug that movie. I, I thought it was cool, you know what I'm saying? It's a little long, but I, I, I thought it was really cool. Um, And also finally got to see Short Term 12. That's a movie by uh, Destin Daniel Cretton, stars, like got an incredible cast, like before they were stars kind of cast. So it's got Brie Larson, Lakeith Stanfield, uh, Rami Malik, John Caitlin Gallagher Dever. Jr., Caitlin Dever, yeah. like. So it's a really strong cast. Great, great movie. Really that's, great. Uh, that's the same guy that directed Just Mercy. Yes. And we'll be directing a Marvel movie. I can't. I want to say not Shang-Chi, but
2: uh, crap. No, I, don't I think know. it is Shang-Chi. I don't know. Maybe, I think it is. Maybe. Anyways. I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Um, all right. So hitting my top five, starting off it with- It is, uh, indeed. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sweet. Hitting my top five, I'm starting off with a couple of my absolute favorite movies, uh, Interstellar. Um, yes. You know, I'm I'm a big believer in that best and different are best and favorites are very different. You know, I Interstellar is my fourth favorite movie ever, but it's fifth on my first watches this year because um, I just think there are movies better than it, even though I love it. Um, it's still five stars for me. I think the storytelling is just absolutely incredible. You get over that hurdle of the runtime because it is pretty long. And you just have a story with so much heart and it's, it's gorgeous. So interstellar blew me away. Love it.
0: Yeah. That's, that's one of the most gorgeous looking films I think I've ever seen. Just it, the style of it is, is it's incredible. I love that movie.
3: Is it me yeah. Um, yeah. Just to kind of ring in the, the same thing that Nathan said, favorites and, and best film, Ooh, best films, are are different um so call me by your name is number five for me um this year um oh my god phoenix get out of here bro get out of here another film that should have won over shape of water (laughs) (laughs) yes so
2: shape of water is the least deserving best picture winner of all time considering what it was running against
3: argo argo (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> no, see, Argo wasn't even running against like heavy hitters. Shape of Water, sure, Argo's a worse movie than Shape of Water, <laughs> but Shape of Water was running against some of some brilliant movies. Argo was running against like Moneyball, and that was it.
3: Yeah, yeah, we got Call Me by Your Name, we got Three Billboards. What else we got? Lady Bird, Get Out, Lady Bird, get, get Out. Yep. See, You're that's that's, that's that exactly what I'm won. saying.
2: No, but Argo at least was going against some like. Awful movies. So <laughs> so I'm, just keep I'm going. saying
3: you, you think it should have won Phoenix. That's what I'm saying. What Argo, or, no. or Shape of Water? Shape of Water. You really think oh. it should have won over Call Me by Your Name, Three Billboards. I think Get it Out. I think Ladybird.
0: It definitely should not have won over over Get Out or Lady Bird. I feel like those two were better better movies with more standing than than Shape of Water. But I see why they didn't because those were both done by first time directors, and the Academy is always sort of hesitant when it comes to first-time directors so i see why they didn't pull the plug on those but i think so yeah like i definitely think it's better than three billboards and call me by your name so i can see why it won but
3: i would have preferred
2: they had to appeal they had to appeal to their alien audience that's just
3: that's right the alien audience would have been like every 20 years once every 20 years they're like, all right, we got to get an alien up in here. <laughs> the
2: alien audience would have been pissed if Shape of Water didn't win.
3: Yeah, they would the the alien audience came down and said, "If you don't not <laughs> if you don't give Shape of Water the best picture award, we will attack." Hey, hey. So
0: the Academy just saved us. That's all. That's all they did. Great job, Academy. <laughs> KJ, what about you? <laughs> all righty. So
1: how are you doing? Our favorite, where are we at now?
0: <laughs> we're top at,
1: five. We're Whatever at, you got, top, top five. five. Okay. <laughs> um, let's go with really like us. Um, that was one that I saw with my mother. Um, I don't know, it's just like creepy. It's a weird film to see with
3: your mom, but okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You know, she she was a bot. Is it. that is yeah. that where the like the serial killer stuff came <laughs> in? <laughs>
1: no that that happened prior to this Um, oh okay
3: okay
1: (laughs) yeah but Us was good um some other things I saw for the first time well something I haven't seen for the first time was 12 Years a Slave um went back to that one I was kind of young so I guess I could consider it like my first time because I really didn't like pay too much attention um so that was a good one John Wick probably one of my favorites now um really like John Wick went through all of those um, something that I wasn't expecting. Booksmart was interesting. Yes, yes, um, yes.
3: Booksmart, okay. no, okay.
2: yes, no. why Nick's not a fan. Yes, right. KJ.
1: If okay. I have two out of three, no. I guess that's just something, right?
2: Yes. <laughs>
1: um, and I finally made it around to the social network. Um, yes, yes, sir, my, KJ.
2: Oh, okay, so
1: I'm like, shoot, <laughs> I'm doing pretty well today.
2: The, if if, <laughs> if if film code as a whole supports one movie, yeah. it is it is the social network, okay? Yes. Like okay. if there was a movie, a single movie that defined film code, <laughs> it's the social network. We talk yeah. about it we talk about it every every show when it <laughs> it's not even remotely brought up. We'd be talking about Stacy runs a marathon and, oh and it gets brought God. up. Oh goodness. This, if there's a single movie that defines film code, it's The Social Network. So you just you you yeah. just hit all the right notes. To
1: okay, that. well look at that. Maybe I'll be back one day. Now, right, right. <laughs> yeah, I even though you haven't ticket. seen
2: Star Wars, we'll let you back.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> oh man! All right. So one of the other ones that I I definitely uh, loved this year that finally got to see for the first time was Itu Mama Tambien uh, with. Uh, God, why do I keep blanking on his name?
3: Uh, Alfonso Cuaron. Alfonso Cuaron, yes. Alfonso Cuaron one of his earliest films. Hey, you know what he directed? Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. <laughs> and Roma.
0: Yeah, I've seen Roma. Roma was fantastic. But yeah, this was like, I think one of his like, either first or second films that he did. I just love this. I love this movie. Like just the atmosphere, the vibe of it. I think it's fantastic. Also a movie that, like film twitter told me about that I was like okay film twitter like don't lie to me don't set me up for failure uh but I actually loved it it's uh sing street uh it's this movie coming out of Dublin Ireland you like it said you know me that irish accent okay it does it for me I love this movie it's a musical so you know again you got me I love musicals so that that that's where that sing street was fantastic if you haven't seen it
2: check it out all right, well, um, the last couple guys have hit a couple, so I'll do two. Uh, well, number four for me is The Departed, one of my favorite movies of all time. I think this is Marty Scorsese. He had his best. It won Best Picture, so clearly some folks agree. Um, just fantastic. Just fantastic. Jack Nicholson is, is amazing in this role, and so is everyone involved. This script is is one of the best scripts I've ever seen. Um mm-hmm. But right now, we're moving into my top three. And this is a different beast. Um, the gap, I think, Departed is is just incredible. But the gap between Departed and what I'm about to say is is immense. Uh, so this top three is kind of in a world of their own. Um, number three is Whiplash. Yes. And I would say if there is a second movie that's not the <laughs> social network that defines this show, it's probably Whiplash. Um, <laughs> You know, what what is there to say that hasn't been said on the show already about this film? J.K. Simmons delivers one of the best performances of all time. Um, Talk about a screenplay that, that does it in less than two hours. Riveting, absolutely riveting. And taking a subject of competitive jazz drumming, that sounds boring. I was a band kid, and this sounds boring to me. So how does it feel to the general audiences? man absolutely riveting so whiplash is is the third best thing i've seen absolutely
3: yeah i was gonna say i'll i'll talk about a couple uh nathan touched on whiplash that's my number four um you know call me by your name is one of my favorite movies phoenix um but i just think (laughs) i just think whiplash as a movie is better um my number three is inception um Fantastic film! I actually have seen this three times this nice. year. Um, seeing it in the theaters is a totally different beast um, from seeing it in, you know, in your home. Christopher Nolan's best. Um, this is his last, you know, good movie before he starts down his, uh, his <sighs> rabbit hole of large scale movies that have no story that. Oh. That's not oh. true.
2: Interstellar comes after this.
3: <laughs> ah, I'll oh. stick to my guns. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, All right, well,
2: who's next?
0: KJ.
1: Um, oh, what are we, top three? Um, <laughs> y'all got me trying to sift through my
0: memory. Um, gotta I get, you gotta get you a letterbox to count, bro. <laughs> Makes <laughs> it so much easier.
1: Yeah, no, I might have to get on that. Um, I think Interstellar will probably be reaching my top three. Um, yeah. I like—I don't know. This might sound weird, but I kind of like being like confused. Uh, I like having to find like a whole bunch of clues and like not really understand what's going on. Kind of like Tenant when it came out. Um, like just being in that state of mind. Uh, so that will probably be there for me.
0: Absolutely. Yes. Interstell- Interstellar is an incredible film. Uh, so uh at my top 2 I'm, I'm going to do uh my second movie which you guys heard have, have heard me talk about a few times on here uh is a movie this is the oldest movie on my list uh, it's also the movie that was number 1 for the longest time because I just loved it so so much and that is and the sound 19-26. of music
3: and
0: yeah 1965 but uh yeah is the sound of music uh, starring Julie Andrews. It's, uh, of course, like I said, movie musicals. That's my ish. Um, this is the only, no, sorry, not the only. This is the second five-star movie that I have on my list. I only have two. Uh, the other one is my number one. Um, but yeah, I, I adore this movie. I think it's fantastic. It's it's just so good and so rich. And it's, it's literally two stories in one. You have the story that you you know, you know, it's this uh, singer nun who becomes a uh, midwife to this family, and she ends up falling in love with the dad and that's a great story. And then the second part is about their escape from Austria due to uh, Hitler's reign in uh, Germany so like it's two completely different stories and at the same time they work so well together. I just think it's such a brilliant, brilliant movie and has some of the best music. can't go wrong with Rodgers and Hammerstein so like some of the best music I think ever done for a musical so for me still close to my heart it's number two got knocked out by the number one spot uh
3: but it's the
0: sound of music
3: Phoenix do you think my favorite things is a Christmas song no (laughs) thank you no
2: number two for me was number one for a long time for most of the year um You've heard me talk about it on this show many of times. At one point, it was my number one in the best of the decade. Um, I texted KJ as soon as I watched it. I texted Phoenix about it back after I, after we met. <laughs> I live with you.
3: Um,
2: <laughs> it's Get Out. Um, yes. You know, I I've I've said it so many times, and I I don't I don't want to take too much time because I've just I feel like a broken record at this point. But I have never. Um, I've never seen a movie as riveting from a first-time director as this. I, I don't think there's a better first-time director movie out there. Um, this is absolutely insane. I think anyone that gives us less than four stars is, is just crazy because whether it's it's the racism, the horror, the comedy, everything in this film is done so well. And Get Out, on so many levels, it's,
3: it's just A perfect movie but it's not number one i think we all know what number one is but like nathan said about his top three my top two is is leaps and bounds above um the the rest my number two and i'm not going to talk too much about this because like nathan i'll be a broken record and that's the social network Mm -hmm. um one of my favorite movies of all time um this movie's just amazing amazing um and that's all i'll say because we talk about this movie every single episode yeah
2: we we've done speaking of the last two we did a whole episode review on get out we did a whole episode review on the social network nick mentioned inception we did that so a lot of the movies that we're hitting we did full reviews on so Uh, if you're if you're a big fan of inception of get out of the social network we we did full reviews on those movies so check them out however you listen to this you can find those just wanted to to plug that real quick
1: my number two would be moonlight um
2: yes that is
1: (laughs) that is one of those movies that um i don't like i just can't really explain there isn't like a uh, you can't do it justice, um, in my opinion. It's just one of those movies that you have to see if you haven't seen it, um, and you'll be better off for seeing it.
3: Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right. So my number one, is it, is a movie that I just recently saw, and it shot all the way to my number one spot, and that is, of course, Die Hard. Uh, Die Hard was freaking amazing, so so good. I just love this movie. Uh, just seeing it in theaters for the first time was insane. I, I literally called Brandon afterwards. We like, I was like a girl who had just seen like uh, her first like boy band concert ever. Just like, oh my god, <laughs> like that. That's where I was at. Like, so I love this movie. It it, it has to be
2: uh die hard awesome um phoenix i'm gonna respectfully ask you to mute yourself and move away from the screen please (laughs) um i can't have you be ruining my moment so uh okay go ahead please thank you (laughs) all right can you back away now please thank you thank you (laughs) all right um Frequent listeners of this show know know why I'm asking Phoenix to do that, so he does not interrupt me. Um,
3: well, it's become very quiet all of a sudden.
2: Yeah. So the best thing that I've watched is my favorite movie of all time, and that is La La Land. Um, I don't understand why Moonlight and La La Land have this rivalry all of a sudden. You know, it's not criminal to like both of them. Um, apparently, it is in Phoenix's world, but. La La Land, I absolutely love it. It is truly an incredible movie. Um, You talk about the music. You talk about the music. It's iconic. You talk about the love story and everything it is. um, Just absolutely phenomenal. It's my favorite movie ever. So maybe I'm a little bit biased, but uh, at the end of the day, La La Land is an
3: iconic movie. Well, Phoenix, you can you can come back now unless you're you're still recovering from from Nathan's uh, tirade There. Let's see. My number one, um, a film that I've seen recently and a film that I've been itching to watch again. Um, I think this is easily one of the greatest movies ever made, and that is Shawshank Redemption. Um, Nathan and I actually visited the, the place where a majority of the film was shot and that was super cool to be able to see that um, just a fantastic movie the the twist at the end of it is just out of completely left field um, and I'll be rewatching this soon and it'll probably shoot up my my favorite films so there is Shawshank Redemption as my number one Guess that means I'm next. Um
1: guess I'm gonna have to take Nathan's number t- two and it's at my number one. So uh a little brotherhood there, get out. Um yes. love the movie since it came out. Probably one of my very few like go tos when somebody comes over and you have to throw a movie on that is one that you can always throw on and don't have to worry about anybody not liking the movie if you think that it is below four stars you probably are crazy um so that is my top movie for now
0: all right
2: is that everybody look at that that's everybody so let's go over them again we got get out La, La Land, Shawshank, and Die Hard. Yes. Good stuff. Fantastic. Good stuff. And that is not the best movie we've ever seen. That's the best thing we watched for the first time this in year. 2020, just to clarify.
0: Also want to point out a few other things that I saw this year that were great, but didn't make my top 10. Uh, Friday the 13th, I saw that for the first time. That was great. Uh, West Side Story, which I saw for the first time this year. A little disappointing in that one uh space balls again disappointed in that one uh how to train your dragon i saw that that was actually really great uh just probably move that one up uh, uh legally blonde which i saw for the first time this year it was random but i enjoyed that ratatouille which sucked and uh dark knight rises which also sucked so yeah
2: <laughs> so you're a- just hitting so you just hit on big movies that you didn't like is what uh, you're saying not all of them. Some of them were pretty good, but what yeah. a sour! What a sour way to! Sorry. Oh, I'm I sorry. Mean...
0: And and Justice League, which also sucked. So yeah.
2: <laughs> what <laughs> a yeah. sour thing to to end on there. I'm oh,
3: sorry. Oh, also Here, saw Kramer about... versus Kramer. That was great. Uh, I'll <laughs> touch on my bottom five. We got the. You were never really here with Joaquin mm. Phoenix. That movie sucks. Pain and Glory. That movie sucks. Yes, it does. Raising Arizona. That sucks. <laughs> Life Aquatic with Steve Zazo. That sucks. Uh, train Spotting. That sucks. And uh, not to mention Mad Max, Blade Runner, Isle of Dogs, and The Royal Tenenbaums. All of those suck as well. Wow. So,
2: yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll I guess following suit. I'll go with my bottom five. <laughs> I'm not going to say my hot takes so I don't get canceled. Um, but my but you bottom are the five CEO. You're
3: hot takes. You have to. Hot take.
2: <laughs> All right. Fine. Fine. Um, I hate Solo. I hate the movie Solo. <laughs> I think it, it never should have been made. Um, Dances with Wolves, which for some bizarre reason won Best Picture over Goodfellas, uh, was horrible and a waste of three and a half hours of my life um man of steel i think is ridiculously overrated a beautiful day in the neighborhood with tom hanks is the most mismarketed movie i think ever made um that is not a movie at all about him um what else we got what else we got um moonrise kingdom i think is a little overrated the godfather part two is definitely overrated i'm gonna re-watch blade runner 2049 but as of right now it's overrated <laughs> and American Psycho is overrated, so that's that's where oh, we're going.
3: Wait, wait. If we're talking about overrated movies, I think the king of overrated is Parasite. That has to be overrated for sure,
0: no, for no, sure, not, for not sure. even close. But okay, uh, wait. American Psycho is that is that the one with Christian Bale?
2: Where you act like you act like I just give every movie a Christian Bale five stars. I'm, I I haven't seen it. That's why I was like. <laughs> Oh, I'm yeah, like,
0: like every, everyone yes. talks about his great performance in that movie. So I was like, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I'll check it out. But it probably sucks. All right. <laughs> <My> <laughs> so goodness. I guess it's that time.
3: You are now. Film Uh,
0: Nathan, you have the code word this week. Remind everyone what your code word was and all of your clues, please.
2: Yes, my goodness. Um, (laughs) If I offended anyone with what I said with my hot takes, hit us up offline and we can talk. Um, So I have a – do I have a one or two-point lead over Nick?
3: Um, Uh, Last I
0: checked, I think you're at seven? Seven?
3: Yeah.
2: And I think Nick's at six.
3: All right, yeah. well, yeah. hopefully
2: it stays that way. Um, so my code word was color. My first clue was it was from 2000 to 2010, that decade. Second clue was it involved two actors who played iconic lead characters in a television show. Um, so that was very wordy. But <laughs> And then clue three is it involves someone who is tied to three big movie franchises. So, with all that being well, said,
3: I'll just, I'll just start out and say I have no guess. So, <laughs> ruin the suspense. Sweet. So, I stay <laughs> in ruin lead. the lead. I am clinching oh, another week of the lead. Yeah, exactly. I have no guesses.
2: <laughs> all right. Well, uh, KJ got this a little later, so we'll let him go last. Give him <laughs> oh, give him the benefit of more time. The know. more
3: time to be able well, to steal Phoenixes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one
1: bit.
2: I got my pick. It ain't right, but I got it. Well we're gonna we're gonna embarrass Phoenix first. All righty. Phoenix, why don't you go ahead whenever whenever you're ready. I got nothing. You're kidding. <laughs> I'm really not I'm looking You're now. Kidding. I
0: have no guess
2: whatsoever. You got you guys you, oh you don't even God. have a guest for my it's finally my turn you don't even have a guess. I'm
0: sorry, no. like like I'm like I got thrown off by the, the the uh part of three big franchises
2: so I'm like What's crazy is I thought this was easy. I thought this was easy <laughs> than the one I did last time. This is easier than the one I did last. Okay, time. wait,
3: wait, which Nick got? Guardians, Guardians the, of the Galaxy two. That's my guess. What, what? What? Run that through that the clues again. The time period. One, run through the clues again one more time. Oh my goodness. Okay, <laughs> Phoenix, you're not gonna get it right here. Color, <laughs> color, uh huh. Like Caller like C A L L E R. Color, color, color. Oh color, my god. Huh? Oh my. in your Cleveland accent. Stop ruining words. <laughs> oh, my
2: Color. like no, you're me,
3: gonna
2: go, you're gonna go color a coloring book that's that's what it is uh, not, so its
3: color a color oh my and god get here
2: you don't even have a guess get out of here
3: It's
2: 2000 <clears throat> and 2010 it right. involves two actors who have played iconic TV characters that are also in the lead of their TV shows and someone involved in this movie is tied to three big franchises this is not that hard it really isn't. Okay. All right.
0: Um, okay. Huh. Okay. Um, yeah, I am not going to get this. <laughs>
2: Let's hear it. Throw something out.
0: All right. I'm just going to throw something out. What was it? I just saw it. Uh, the people I... are
2: dying. <laughs> I got nothing. Uh,
0: <laughs> I got, I, I got nothing. I really don't. Oh my
2: <laughs> KJ, please Go for it, tell KJ. me. Please tell me you get this. Oh no!
1: It's I am rooting for right. you I'm to get throw this. Throw something out there for the uh, for your audience here. So, um, some actors in this: Claire Forlani, CSI, New York, Charlie Hunnam, Sons of Anarchy, um, and then Green Street Hooligans. And that was taking place in 2005. Fits okay. the time period. That's all I got for you. What's it called? That's all I got. Hey, I got two three clues.
2: What's the movie <laughs> called?
1: Green Street Hooligans.
2: <laughs> okay, okay. At least at least you're guessing out here. I appreciate it. That's more than our that, other I two. I had to throw something out there. I had to throw something
1: out there for your uh, for your audience. That's all I got.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's right cuz I got nothing. <laughs> Phoenix, you got you gonna pull anything? Nick, you got anything? All right, you guys are hold on, wait, 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 wait. I hope you get it now. I really do. I hope you get it.
3: That'd be (laughs) hilarious. I I would quit the
2: show. All right,
3: I'm just gonna throw something
0: out there. I'm pretty sure it's wrong, but I'm going with Black Hawk Down, uh, 2001. Ridley Scott stars uh, Josh Hartnett, Ewan McGregor, Orlando Bloom. That that's that's what I got. I don't know
2: no (laughs) of course not no um (laughs) i really did think this was this was easy actually after i sent it i was like oh geez they're gonna get this um so i guess i'm happy with staying in the lead again um i guess i'll start with the the two iconic tv characters um would be walter white from breaking bad and michael scott from the office those are too easy. two shows like, I've
0: never seen okay
2: cool okay but you were definitely <laughs> aware of those characters and who plays them yeah. <laughs> um you know so Steve Carell and Brian Cranston this movie also stars Paul Dano um it is 2006 Little Miss Sunshine um I'm pretty sure if you go to release date and then you click on 2006 it's one of the first ones listed so that kind of scared me it was right there um, I put color as the code word instead of yellow because that's really obvious. If right. I would put yellow, you probably all would have gotten it. Um, so Steve Carell and Brian Cranston, I didn't really pick this for them, but I just happen to love those characters and actors anyway, and they were in it anyway. Um, the person involved that was tied to three big franchises is the writer. So you can't say I dug too deep with some set decoration person or anything <laughs> like that. The writer is actually important. Uh, michael arndt he wrote toy story 3 he wrote the force awakens and he wrote hunger games so those are three big franchises yeah uh 2006 little miss sunshine and that was it wow that was pretty close right
1: (laughs) i think uh street hooligans i don't even know that movie
0: (laughs) (laughs) that was a good guess green street hooligans i never would have even looked at that that's great
2: to i mean watch it. <laughs> you go to 2006 on letterbox it's the fourth movie listed i stopped at
1: 2005
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh my goodness all right in the lead again still
0: still still in the lead that's great oh wow okay who's uh whose co-word is it next i think it's yours is it mine? Okay, sweet. Well, we're in luck because I actually have it. <laughs> wow. All right. So your code word is Detroit. It's Detroit. Yes. The, the city named Detroit is your code word. Uh, your clues are. Uh, hold on. Let me get the air real quick. Uh, your clues are. 1990 to 1999 so it's a 90s movie all right um your other clue is terminator yeah that's it that's all i'm giving you so someone involved in the terminator franchise has something to do with this movie
2: I think that's a little. Uh, I know generic. There I know it Phoenix. is.
0: It definitely is. <laughs>
2: I think yeah. we can. I think Nick and I can uh, request another clue from you.
3: No, you get nothing. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm. Uh, I'm uh, in protest. I'm just going to say no guess. No, no. And I got one more clue. Uh,
0: an actor in this movie appears in a superhero franchise.
3: Oh, even more descriptive. Wow. So like everybody so like everybody Everybody in hollywood yes all right i'll make it i'll
0: i'll narrow it down this person appears in a dc superhero franchise there we go there we go all right and those are your clues gentlemen code word detroit 90s movie from 90 to 99 terminator and oh thank you nathan for writing it out (laughs) Someone involved in the Terminator franchise and an actor in this movie appears in a DC superhero franchise. Best of luck to you gentlemen. KJ, if you want to send in a guest next week so you can get on the board, that'd be great. (laughs) I might
1: have to. I might have to. I don't like sitting at zero points. I'm getting blown (laughs) out right now.
0: (laughs) Right. All right. So that's been our show today, guys. We got to get on up out of here. Uh, First off, KJ, once again, thank you so much for coming on and joining us, man. We appreciate you. Uh, great insights. Hope to have you on again sometime. Let everybody know where they can find you.
1: Thank you for having me. Of course, you can find me on Instagram at KurtJunior. K-U-R-T-J-U-N-I-O-R underscore. Um, that is also my Twitter. And uh, feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn as well. You know, we're all oh, business man. people out here. Just look my name up, Kurt Russell Jr. There
3: you have it. Awesome. And Nick, where can everybody find you, man? Yep, you can find me at Letterbox or on Letterboxd, at Nick Spain. Um, got a bunch of movies that I've watched that I just need to log. I've been really lazy with writing reviews. Um, so I just gotta like sit down, knock them out, upload them, um so keep on the lookout for that of course as always hallmark christmas movies coming out um and 2020 is almost over so there we go excited for that nathan let everybody know where they can
2: find you man you can find me on letterbox at nathan pig got a little lightning symbol next to my name that's how you know you got the right guy. Feel free to interact with me on any of my stuff. If you let me know you're a listener to the show. I'd be happy to connect with you and talk movies with you. Also, I want to shout out our Twitter, at Pod. Make sure you head over there, follow the show. We do a ton of great things to interact with fans. Really want to get you guys engaged. You actually have the power now to, to control what we talk about for a limited time. So head on over there. Tell us what you want to hear about. also want to plug a couple of our side segments. We have plenty of content over here on Film Code whatever you're looking for probably we have an episode on it so check that out also just want to say happy holidays merry christmas to whatever you celebrate it's that time of year so just want to wish you and, and everyone the best
0: Ooh. and my name is phoenix Clouden, guys you can find me at pa cloudon on letterbox and on twitter at imho reviews one that's the number one and like Nathan said, follow the show on Twitter at Film Pod. We're doing our 25 days of Christmas right now. Uh, that's been a lot of fun. And like it said, you know, if you guys want to suggest a topic to us to watch or to review, please let us know. Uh, and we'll t- see you guys next week. Thanks so much for listening. We're out of here. Peace.